This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey guys, this is Mike in California. Uh, something that you guys said kind of resonated with me regarding uh, Christian women being repressed. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, one of her one of her little nieces had posted something on Twitter about someone that had a six pack and it was good looking. She said, "I just want to sit on his face." And, you know, everybody in the room started laughing, whatever. And, of course, the Christian girl, my friend, she didn't understand what that meant. She she could not understand what it meant to sit on someone's face. So we had to kind of sort of explain to her understanding that she's a Christian woman what the benefit of sitting on a face would bring. But uh, it was kind of crazy. Anyways, glory hole, motherfuckers. You have a good day. Hi, this is Emmy Wood from Raleigh, North Carolina. I just want to say I hope you guys know the backstory to Spot Fifty Shades of Grey. It was written by the username Snow Queen Ice Dragon, which is available online as Twilight Erotica. Uh, yes, yeah, so Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight porn. Hey, Tom and Cecil. Just had a thought to share with you about the uh, Sabbath helper monkeys. Now, in Genesis chapter 17, when God commands Abraham to circumcise himself and his new family is, you know, the whole covenant between him and God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's made very clear that slaves are included in the bargain. So I think there's a case to be made that the monkeys are going to have to get the chop too. So now that I've put the image of separate monkey penises in your heads, I think my work here is done. Glory Hill, love you guys. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 208 of Cognitive Dissonance. And we just got done recording an incredulous episode. Yeah, and that should be available sometime next year. Well, let's let's be let's be charitable. I know. I think we we have every reasonable expectation to uh, listen to that show on the flight down to ReasonCon. <laughs> I think that that's, that's an entirely a... reasonable expectation. Sure, the first half of it will be ready. <laughs> <laughs> but we recorded with the Scathing Atheist crew, so it was Noah and Heath and Tom and I on Incredulous and Andy's always funny and Noah and Heath were really funny. So when that comes out, we'll we'll list it on the on the show notes. But we had a great time recording and we really had a lot of fun and we're looking forward to the episode because it was it was laugh out loud funny throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I was laughing until I was crying. And the whole thing turned into really a commercial for Be Reasonably Incredulous. Yeah, Be Reasonably Incredulous so was a huge was that's a, a big I, deal. I strongly encourage yeah. you guys to check that out. 
a Marsh's uh, Marsh's baby there. It's be yeah. reasonable. Yeah, skeptic. Be reasonably skeptical. Skeptic. Be skeptically reasonable. No, it's be be reasonably skeptical with a K. I think. <laughs> <laughs> But we nailed that. And here we are recording here in beautiful Glory Hole Studios. We are together again. Again. And it feels so good. <laughs> um, I would point out for our listeners that uh, this is a post-meal episode. Oh, it's nappy time. Right. What Cecil and I have used to have a uh, a pretty strict policy when we work on each other's houses with each other. We'd, ha- we'd have a policy that we don't eat um, at all until we're done working. So, um, And there was a good reason for that. Yeah. It's because food... And the overconsumption of food well, makes us yeah. the massive over right. the unbelievable massive overconsumption of the food. Yeah, makes us incredibly lazier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also I also want to point out <laughs> that during our meal, my infant son vomited the contents of his stomach. Yeah, and someone else's stomach. Yeah, all over like sitting. He's sitting yeah. at the table right. like in his little high chair sure. thing. Yeah, and Cecil's response was to look blithely over at the piles of cream-colored vomit and reach casually for another, another slice piece of, of pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> look, that pizza isn't going to eat itself. Wait, That's all I'm saying. It's not yeah. now. <laughs> You're an atheist. Give me a fucking break, Michael. All right, you know what? We need to start going to church every week. We want to talk about the story that's kind of setting the the atheist community so kind of a buzz or a, a light, um, and that is the murders that took place in Chapel Hill. Now, this the story goes that there is a vocal atheist, um, and they and the media found out he was a vocal atheist because of what he wrote on Facebook. Yeah, and and he, he the places he, he the pages pages he liked pages like he anti-theism liked. he liked. He also liked Seth. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like he liked Seth. So, you know, I don't think that you get a lot of go kill your neighbor doctrine from the thinking atheist. Yeah, but I haven't heard that yeah, episode. I don't know which yeah. one that is. Is that behind the paywall? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, anyway, this this gentleman uh, murdered three people. Don't call him a gentleman. Okay. Because yeah, clearly at this point he turned himself in. I think he's saying I did it. Yeah. So this scumbag, this killed, scumbag. Yeah. killed three Thank people. You. I don't know. Yeah. I did that just reflexively. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the, the guy killed three people, murdered them, fucking like execution style. Um, and the, the three people that he killed were Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this guy is an anti-theist. Uh-huh. And so the media is attempting to draw a correlation there between um, this person's anti-theistic views and the impetus for their action. Sure. When, in fact, all of the stories all report that the police are saying... Yeah. The police are the ones that are saying yeah. that it appears to be a parking dispute. Even if it was for... let's, I'm just going to make an assumption yeah. and say that those people are right, that he killed them because he did not like religion. I'm going to say that, okay. that let's say let's just say that's right. Let's say for the sake of argument. What's that, it prove? There is it proves nothing yeah. because there is no doctrine whatsoever that I know of that I would I would ever uh ever encourage anyone to follow that says that you should go out and hurt another human being. That just doesn't I just don't I don't follow that type of doctrine. I know many 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 other atheists that don't follow that type of doctrine and there's no 
There's there's just no doctrine that says go out and hurt other people. Now right. you can rick people out of context and you can say, well, Sam Harris said that, you know, this and this and this and this and you can tear it out of context, even though it's fucking completely, you know, when it's in context, the explanation is there. Right. So you could tear it out of context and say, well, when I twist their words the way I want and it looks like a fucking, you know, tortured marionette when I'm fucking done. Then I can make it make it sound like they're this devious group of people who are actually out to hurt other human beings. The very the the most important distinction you have to make when you're talking about being either an anti theist, which I don't think we are. I don't I don't find myself being an anti theist. I don't care. I don't. I I really, to be honest, don't care enough about religion to be an anti theist. I think you really have to. I think you have to spend a lot of time either indoctrinated or something in order to even get to that point. And sure. I don't okay. have. I just don't have the energy. So I just don't care. But to be honest. It's not about people. It's not about humans. It's not about hating Muslims. It's about hating the doctrine of Islam. It's about hating this book that is that is changing pe- how people look at the world and bringing us back to a, uh, a a Bronze Age mindset. Right. That's what it's about. It's not about. I hate you because you wear different clothes or right. I hate you because you happen to read this book. It's I hate the ideas that those bo- that book give you. Let's talk about why we ha- why I hate that or why I dislike it or why I don't think it, it it should be so widely distributed or whatever whatever it is the argument you want to make. But I don't I don't think that there is anybody who, out there who's who's who one is a humanist who's saying, yeah, these murders you know they're kind of kind of justified, right? Yeah, because right. there's a it, look at it in the in the other sense when because there's all these people who are comparing now atheists to the extremists. Muslims. They're saying these extremist Muslims go out and kill people uh, and so do extreme atheists. So they're trying to make this connection. But, you know, where's the where's the parade the next day to say that this guy was justified in killing them? Where's the because that happens all the time, right? right? They go out and kill a uh, they kill a a A cartoonist. And there's a parade the next day that says, hey, this might be justified or whatever. None of the none of the atheists are going to be saying this is justified. This is justified. They're, we're not just gonna, just not going to say it. And I also find it I'm going to let you go after this. But I, I also find it extremely hypocritical of the people on the other side, specifically the vocal atheists that don't like what they call the new atheists. And this is like Resla yeah. and uh, and Glenn Greenwald and C.J. Werleman. They all say the same thing, which is you uh, the the anti-theist went out and did this awful thing, uh, and then they say when, – but whenever it's a, it's a Muslim who goes out and does something, it's not the religion. But when it is an atheist, it's the doctrine. Yeah. And, and I just want to ask him, like, what the f- – which fucking one is it? Because you're clearly vacillating here. Which fucking one is it, man? Is it fucking that doctrine influences you or that doctrine doesn't influence you? Yeah, right? It's like pick one. Pick one. You've got to be – got to be consistent in your criticism. If we're going to criticize – um, we're not allowed to criticize, you know, Muslim doctrine as being a force for uh, motivation for evil, according to the Greenwald, Aslan, uh, Werleman camp, right? But somehow that same exact uh, methodology of thinking is is available for use when it's turned on its head, when right, it's an atheist, right. you know, who's been indoctrinated into this anti-theistic worldview, right? Um, and I hear that and I'm just like, nah, like it doesn't – like it's a one-off if, – if it happens too, like – Things to consider is that uh, widely condemned by virtually every, you know, group, quote unquote, of atheists. So, you know, 
there, there's not, like you said, there's not been this, uh, you know, groundswelling of support for this action from, you know, the the filthy atheists who are like, yeah, let's get them. You know, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no organizational feature that uh, allows atheists to rally around violence. Right. The other thing is the new atheists. What are the rallying cries for why people like Harris, Hitchens, Dawkins, right? The the three horsemen, right? Oh, well, two now, but still. <laughs> One's being dragged behind <laughs> oh, on his <no>. saddle. <laughs> but, you know, like, what were they famous for? They were famous for their humanism. They were famous for criticizing religion because religion causes violence. Because it hurts other people. And degradation yeah. of the human spirit yeah. and of, the, of the body. So it is, it is literally impossible to be intellectually consistent and to say that I follow this doctrine of new right, atheism, right, right. if it's even a doctrine, and it's not really a doctrine, but to follow or, or to even agree with or to sympathize with the ideas and thoughts that um, have been identified as new atheism, they're identified as being critical of religion because of religion's propensity to create suffering. So you cannot say, yeah, I, I hate religion because it creates suffering. Allow me to create some suffering right, right. to add to the prior suffering sure, in order sure. to negate the suffering. That's yeah. That's crazy, and nobody is proposing that. Like nobody, you know, no influential voice on that side is proposing that action. So it's clearly it feels like, first of all, it feels like a parking dispute. Yeah, it feels like a parking dispute. But even if it is not a parking dispute, even if it's a parking dispute that's also muddled by some other thoughts and feelings, even if that's the case. It's a one-off incident yeah. by an asshole. Right. And even right? if he is following, let's say he is he's he's misinterpreting Harris, let's say. Sure. Let's say he reads Sam Harris and he misinterprets it and thinks I'm going to go out and kill people because that's what Sam Harris wants, sure. right? Uh cuz he's the leader or whatever, yeah. I don't even know. But if he goes out and kills these people and he misinterprets it, why is that Harris's fault? And I'm going to and I know people will be like, "Well, hey, you say that about the Bible." Well, the Bible explicitly tells you to stone people to death, right? Right? So the Bible explicitly says some horrible shit. The Quran specifically says some horrible shit, and people don't have to interpret it cuz it's right fucking there. So you have to twist these texts in such a way in order to get that message that I just don't think that the argument is relevant. I just don't think you can be like, oh, well, you know, he got it from here. Well, he has to fucking twist it in such a way that, you know, you can't, you can't, you, he could have got the same fucking message from Puff the Magic Dragon. You know, and I would be, and I would be more sympathetic to that viewpoint if it was more than a single person, right? If this was a group of people, if this was some kind of, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, like wacky new, new atheist church where right. there's an influential preacher who's standing at the pulpit and screaming fire and brimstone type bullshit yeah. and thumping the yeah, God yeah. delusion yeah. while doing it. Yeah. I would be absolutely critical of that because that yeah. would that would mean that we have not just a, a human being like a single person out of the seven billion on the planet who said like, well, I'm fucking whacked out and I, you know, read this book and now it whacked me. When you have I think there's a huge distinction to be made. Between the actions of an individual and the actions of a group or an organized body. Yeah. Um, you don't have the actions of a yeah. group here. You yeah. don't have the actions of an organized body. You have the actions of some dude. Yeah. Some dude is not representative. And there's no atheist, no big atheist names that are stepping up and saying that it was justified. Like that right. like that Muslim Chum Lee guy who's in fucking whatever his name is, Chunjin <laughs> Shungri or whatever the fucking, you know what I'm talking about. Like right, that, right. That, that guy who's in Britain, whenever there's right. some horrible shit that happens, some fucking awful, horrible shit, like fucking someone's 
head got pulled off by another human being because right. they had sex outside of marriage, <clears throat> and he's like, oh, that's okay because it's, right. you know, it's Muslim. There's nobody saying that. Yeah. There's nobody out there who's like, yeah, totally justified. Right. Right. You know, there's no imams. Yeah. You know, there's no priests. There's no there's none of those people saying like, yeah, well, you know, we condone yeah. this or this is this is the inevitable result of whatever. This is just one dude. Yep. And, and let it be one dude. And last thing I want to say about this is there's all this talk about how uh, atheists always say Muslims should uh, denounce this. Muslims should denounce this. I personally and I think the last time when the uh, Charlie thing happened, we even said like. I don't think Muslims need to come out and apologize for something some crazy fucker did, but you you'll understand that your doctrine is giving shield a shield to these other people because you're yeah. you're believing the same thing. I still stand by that. I don't think that we need to apologize for this guy. I think that uh, that there's no reason that we need to apologize for him. He's a he's a clearly unbalanced guy who we just don't have. There's there's no connection anymore. There's right. no even if he did do it because of anti theism. There is no connection. So I don't feel like atheists need to come out and say murder is bad because I think we all kind of get that murder is bad sure, and murder right. is not a good thing. So I don't think that there needs to be that that outcry from our community to try to apologize for this guy. Um, and I saw a couple of major uh, organizations actually did kind of right. do this. And I, that's a little disheartening because I don't think that there's any doctrine. Point to the doctrines out there that say this. Yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's a good point. And I think. When you do that, you're almost lending credence to the idea, yeah, right? You know that we have, yeah. as as atheists, that there is something to apologize for. I think if you want to know my stance on violence, listen to the show. Yeah, there's 207 episodes right. where we absolutely decry yeah. human suffering yep. and violence. Yep. And if if 207 hours of plus plus yeah. right, probably closer to maybe 300 hours at this point um, of us decrying human violence does not put you pretty well on task with where we fall on this particular subject, then there's nothing else I can do. Right, yeah. You're just going to believe it. what you want to believe at right. that point. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So this story comes from uh, Richmond.com. House panel approves oversight of daycare providers. Well, not all daycare providers. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. So it turns out that uh, daycare providers in uh, in Richmond will need to um, uh, license the providers, the people who work there. They'll have to fingerprint them to make sure they're not... You know, predators or Some really, felons or I whatever. Think, I actually think a lot of these things in place, you know, you're protecting your children. Right. I don't dislike these things. I think these are good ideas. I think you drop off, like, the most helpless thing right. that you have, and you're like, hey, I would like you to make sure that you take yeah. really good care of this. It's terribly important to me. And they're just like, well, we hire maybes. The, the story in here is fucking Ugh. terrifying. They say drop off a kid. This person Ugh. drops off a kid at a daycare. There's a fire at the daycare. And the, they, they evacuate people. And the daycare provider's like, yep, everybody's out. Because they didn't have a list. And one of the kids died because of it. No, no idea how many people are You don't know how many people are in your place. And they have to. So they're putting in these regulations. And yeah. that's great. But, but the religious institutions are all exempt from them. That's fucking outrageous. Dude. They're just all exempt from them. It's outrageous. They, I, I can't, I can't understand how you can, 
I don't understand even why you would want this. Like, why if who's pushing? Somebody has to be pushing against this, right? So that means that a religious institution is saying, whoa, wait a minute. The state can't regulate me. And I know that that's part of that, like, you know, independent American spirit sort of stuff, right? Like, <laughs> bing, ding, 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 do. You can't tell me what to do, Uncle Sam. You, you know, got a like, giant hat. Right. And you're very short. <laughs> and a huge handlebar mustache. <laughs> and when you shoot your guns, you lift in the air. Yes, I know exactly the person you're talking about. And I, I guess, like, I get that, and to some degree, I'm even marginally sympathetic to this idea that you don't want government interference in your life. But, Mike, I mean, really, this yeah. this is the place where you draw the line and you make your stand? Like, wait a minute. I shouldn't have to know how many kids are in my charge. I think that this should be more pub- public knowledge, though. I think people should know there should be some sort yeah. of disclaimer on the, the form when you take your kid to the evangelical daycare and it says, we don't have to follow all the rules that the state puts out. Yeah. You don't have to follow the rules, but you got to disclose it. You got to tell everybody else that you that you that you don't follow the rules, and maybe they're willing to sacrifice their pay their, a little bit of their money. They're willing to sacrifice a little bit of their money to take them to a place that has that ability. Yeah. The people I'm worried about are the poor people, the people who don't have a choice, the people who recognize that they're not hiring qualified professionals and what you're getting is bargain basement daycare and they don't know the difference because they think hey my church these people got to be upstanding folks none of these fucking safeguards are in place not a single i mean they just basically just fucking it's an open door to be like hey you know what we could just put the out for the prison right here and you could just come right in you know the prison bus pulls up beforehand and your staff gets out it's the perfect halfway house because you only have oh. to watch the kids half the day. Oh, no. So it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a great, literally a halfway house. There's a synergy there oh, my between God. them. You know, it's it wouldn't it be great if it said like, you know, uh, Jesus daycare. Reminder: This is an unregulated, unlicensed, uninspected facility. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's just like, wait a minute, it's a who's it a what now? Would you? Would you? I mean, everybody who has any extra money would go to a new place. They would. Right. They would have to. And these places probably would go out of business because, I mean, who's going to take you? I mean, I guess maybe if you trust your church, or I don't know what that mindset leads you to. So right. I don't. I don't have a. I'm not so connected with a place that I would be willing to sacrifice the the safe, the possible safety of my child, for. Friendly relations. Right. But there might be people out there who do that. But I, I would imagine that a lot of people who don't pay a lot of attention to that, who just presume that they're just as qualified as the places in which their other places are advertising, they would drop – that business would drop off. You know, at least in Illinois, the same is true of, of um, private schools. Like you don't in, – in Illinois, I don't know how it is in other states, but in Illinois you have to have a license to be a teacher. So you have to be licensed K through 8 or 6 through 12 or sure, whatever you're sure, licensing, yeah. you know. But if you want to teach at the Catholic school, you don't have to have any license. There's no licensing or educational credentialing required. None whatsoever. So you could just like stand in front of the students and bang a cymbal the entire time? You could time. be like, yeah, I'm the math teacher. And be like, what's your degree in? Degree! You pull your pants down and run around the office. Right. Crazy this, motherfucker! Well, shouldn't our religious ideas stand up even under a scientific approach? I mean... Either a thing is true or it isn't. Well, certainly, but listen, Joe, there's some things we just have to accept on faith. So the next two stories, they, they share a certain common theme. 
a delightfully common theme. The purple hair is kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this comes from Fox News. Uh, Katy Perry, God spoke to me before Super Bowl performance. Um, Katy Perry says that she received a message from God. And the message was, how are you doing? <laughs> I've done at least one thing right. <laughs> you know, I could uh, I could maybe come down there. We could create another savior. What do you think? <laughs> uh, this conception will be anything but, but immaculate. immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she says it's so it's so funny. She said she overprepared and she did a lot of prayer and meditation. I'm thinking that any success came from the over preparation portion yeah. of the well, program, right? Maybe. Um, but she says it's funny. I was praying and I got a word from God, and He says, "You got this," and I got you. <laughs> because God was like totally into the halfway show, the yeah, halftime, yeah, show. halftime show, yeah. halfway show, <laughs> halfway show. I'd watch that with Katy Perry. Show. <laughs> Whatever the that's the, the middle, the, it's the middle show, the middle part it's the of the show footballing. of the middle footballing. That's <laughs> so the, what it's called. It's when the guys are tired and they need to rest for half an hour, <laughs> and the announcers want to talk for twenty minutes. Right, that's, that's what it's the, called. Yeah, it's the locker room, it's the break thing. It's the yeah. commercial break. It's time. It's for the puppy bowl. <laughs> uh, isn't it? No, the puppy bowl is during the game. The kitten. The bowl. kitten bowl is at halftime. It's the halftime. Yeah, that's show. halftime show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking anyway. of speaking of kitten bowls. <laughs> I can't say it. Oh, that's a pussy I, I would want, I, <laughs> I threw it up there for you. I couldn't do it. I'm though. hoping you spike the oh, volleyball. God. Gosh. Oh. Uh, um, so then later. Uh, I would says, ride her like a dark horse. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love this. He says, and then I was on top of the lion. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> oh. guy, just some random yeah. guy. He looked at me with a headset I've never communicated with before. And he just looked me straight in the eyes. He said, you got this. And I was like, oh, this is God confirming I can do it. I this. had no idea God was like a roadie. I know. Like, God's like, God's like the key grip. <laughs> is he, God's, he's like the gaffing tape, just taping down cords he's in the, the side. Best boy. He's the best boy. No, that's Jesus. Jesus yeah, is Jesus is the best, best boy. boy. He's the best Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. This is just pretty evident. But when you're religious, I think if you want an explanation for something, it's very easy to find one. Sure. And this is exactly the explanation. Her showing off without a hitch. It's just like Russell Wilson guy who's like, I threw a bunch of interceptions, but God wanted me to because I came back and won the game. You know, that's a, that's a stupid thing to say because you fucking threw an interception on the last fucking play of, <laughs> of the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> and uh, that didn't work out so well for you. When you never even should yeah. have thrown the ball exactly, like, right? at all. <laughs> yeah. So, so clearly there's a there's uh you know there's something there where you know these people want to justify what just happened through their own faith and this is just an example of that her justifying what just happened i mean she had a great what if her fucking super bowl show sucked what if lenny kravitz guitar exploded or you know or missy elliott really did start rapping backwards or whatever you know i mean you would have this really weird experience that just and and she would be like she she certainly wouldn't be blaming the failure on god yeah. and that's what happens all the time and isn't that a shame right like like here it is like like somebody whether you're a football player whether you're a performer whatever it is whether you're just some dude when you when you give all the credit to god you you don't give yourself the props for all of the work and the preparation and all of the shit that you've done ahead of time yeah. to make your own successes and you don't even give credit to like like the fortunate stance that you just happen to have in your life yeah. too that led yeah. you to exactly. this series exactly. of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, you look at the world like 
You look at the world like it was like in this weirdly sort Super of narcissistic, narcissistic it's way. It's all just right? narcissistic. When you think of a personal god, it can't be anything but ultra narcissistic. And it's weird because it's narcissism that also strips you of your agency. Right. So right. It's, it's not only narcissistic, but then it's also kind of self-defeating because you look at your world and you're like, yeah, I did great, but it was all yeah. just because, you know, I got a, a wish from a magic genie. Sure. You know, that's why I did good. It has nothing to do. Then yeah. If it really had nothing to do with that, then why'd you do all that work ahead of time? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I overprepared and I was, you know, I knew I was going to be on the world stage and doing this big thing. And so, you know, I had this massive crew of people behind me and I, right, did, right. you know, had the talents and energies of, of really literally the best that money could buy. Yeah. Well, because, except for except for the people who joined her on stage. I mean, Lenny Kravitz and Missy Elliott. I felt like I was in 2003. The again. third best that yeah. money can buy. <laughs> <laughs> That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. But Cecil, not everybody agrees. No. Because no. WorldTruth.tv says that Katy Perry's uh -oh. Katy Perry promotes dark magic at the 2015 Super Bowl halftime show, um, saying that a great wave of spiritual darkness was settling in over America. Um, and this is uh, this is straight time cube crazy. This is nuts. Did you see some of the charts in here? The, the, the charts are outstanding. Uh, the, um, the Sam Hain October 30 for the G's, the, the weird, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> what is this? It's like a, it's like a crazy mobile is I, what it is. Right? Like if you hung it up over your bed, you would go insane by the morning. <laughs> you wake up. Is what would happen. You're just like, eyes are bleeding yeah. and you're murmuring Cthulhu. That's like, <laughs> you're like room 23, room 23. Yeah. Rad, rad. <laughs> All they're doing is looking for symbols that they can try to say, yeah. look at how bad she is. But you're just like, wait, didn't she just talk about God? I don't understand how we're going to black magic here. Because she has a song that is clearly about black magic. It's like a fucking song, man. Just because you say it doesn't mean it makes it so. And like the, like you said, like the stuff that they're trying to like draw comparisons to or the symbols they're trying yeah. to find in the show. Like, first of all, if you're doing that, like if you're that weird like super symbol hunter, just stop. Take a step back from the walls you have clearly written on top to bottom in your own feces and blood. Take a step back from yeah, there. Yeah. Recognize that you're fucking batshit insane mm -hmm. and check yourself into all of the hospitals. <laughs> Every hospital. If there was a fucking podiatry hospital, you need to be checked into it. You're so crazy when you're one of these fucking symbol hunters. Yeah. I mean, isn't there, and it, it strikes me too, like, is there no limit, like, when you're bagging symbols? Like, because they go out and they're just like, they get their limit and then some. Right. They uh, find, they found a checker, a checkerboarded floor. Right. Right. So, like, there's like a floor that looks like a chessboard and they happen to find it in, like, some other area and they're just like, oh, this is clearly demonics. And yeah. Well, and the Freemasons. Yeah. Like, they're like, it's from the Freemason Secret Society. Really? It's from the Freemason Secret. A woman who could not possibly be a part of a fraternal organization <laughs> dancing on a checkerboard pattern yeah. is somehow promoting an or that's that's like that's like Kanye promoting the KKK. What I love. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but the KKK are the greatest organization. No, the uh, the the uh, the comment that Katy Perry has though about the Illuminati is awesome. She says, "Listen, 
when she was interviewed in Rolling Stone, if the Illuminati exist, I would want to be invited. I see all that shit, and I'm like, come on, let me in. I want to be in the club. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. It sounds crazy. And I love that. That's I love great. that. That's, yeah. her, that's her reaction. Like, fucking bring me in the Illuminati. And the best part is that she's like, I don't know what it is, but I'd go to it. And they're like, well, she's clearly in the Illuminati. No, she, does, she doesn't know what it is. She just said she's not allowed to play. <laughs> but she wants to, Look, here's the thing. Yeah. I will allow Katy Perry into our club. Yeah. She can come to this clubhouse anytime. Yeah. Glory Hole Studios. A, this is not a no girl. <laughs> this is not a no girls allowed right. no. clubhouse. No. You can bring her purple hair and her dark magic yeah. and her and, checkerboard. And pattern. her fucking owl. I don't right? care at this point. Bring hey, the I'll, owl. Bring the glove. I'll even let the owl play. I'll tell you what. <laughs> we'll figure something out. I'll, ta- I'll tag the fucking owl in once in a while. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash DissonancePod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage, and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per-episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hold to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from the Patheos blog's Progressive Secular Humanist. Pope Francis recommends violence against children. Sure. Well, he doesn't so much recommend it as he does expressly condone it. <laughs> <laughs> and praise it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like a Pat Robertson situation where somebody asked him like a Dear Maury question. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and he said, yeah. try beating your kids. <laughs> Instead, he responded to a story where somebody spanked their kid. It was like, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's exactly what he did too. Uh, he 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 basically was like somebody said, "Hey, should I shake this baby?" And he's like, "Fucking shake the shit out of it! Go ahead, do it! Shake that bitch!" <laughs> They're way more compliant <laughs> after a good shakings. You know, before the shaking, total colicky baby. Right. After the shaking, he goes right to sleep, docile for a long as the day is long, long time. <laughs> You know what Pope also said recently, which I thought was pretty funny, was um, he condemned child, uh, childless couples yes. as being selfish. I don't know yeah. if you saw this. He was like, as, wait a minute, as being shellfish? Shellfish, yeah. Oh. So we're allergic. <laughs> People are allergic to us, it turns out. You have exoskeletons? <laughs> <laughs> we have tiny pictures. <laughs> He's swimming around in the sea. I don't think I want to have children. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rolling under the sea. Clickety clack, clickety clack. <laughs> So he he said he said we were uh, we were selfish uh, if you didn't have children, yeah. and I thought you know this is a really profound thing coming from a childless <laughs> man, man. <laughs> whose entire organization yeah. demands childlessness. First off, who takes advice from a guy who doesn't have children, whose organization has a long history of child abuse? Hmm. When you put it like that, yeah, it does right. sound a it little It sounds shaky. a little, mm, I don't like, know, mm, geez, maybe, maybe not. We'll maybe we should look for a different person to the other get guy. our advice from, right. except for fucking Pope fucking 
Like almost literally like anybody fucking, else. <laughs> it's like big pulp a right hook. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> big pulp, spare the rod, spoil the child. It is it is rather shocking that he, he let me let me read some of the things he he says. He says, One time I heard a father in a meeting with a married couple say, I sometimes have to smack my children a bit, but never in the face so as not to humiliate them. How beautiful. He knows the sense of dignity. He has to punish <laughs> them. It? Wait. Dignity? Did he say dignity? He did. He did. He did. He did. He, did. he, is he done did it. He done did say that. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't barroom atheist. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he says he has to punish them, but he does it justly and moves on, um, as opposed to those uh, parents who do beat their children unjustly right, and then right. are hung up about it. Right. You know, I mean, once you, once you smack your kids around, move on. Sure. Yeah. The day is long, man. Yeah. You got other things to do. Yeah. You got robes to wear, yeah. funny I, little bubble cars to drive in. I think you should give people advice on how not to leave bruises on their kids. <laughs> oh, no. So, like, you know, if you just put the tomatoes in a sock and you beat them with it, <laughs> they don't bruise, but it hurts like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just Here's the thing. If you hit a kid in the face, then the kid loses dignity. Right. But if you just electrify their nipples. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the worst thing. Oh, God. What is this guy? Like, how many kids has Pope? Which Pope are we on now? Pope Francis. <laughs> which Pope are we on? <laughs> pope the Sixth? I don't know. <laughs> how many kids do I have? <laughs> <laughs> How many kids is this guy raise? I wouldn't let this guy babysit. I yeah. will. I will let seriously. I will let the neighbor girl's friend yeah. that I don't know babysit. See, the thing is, before is I'd let this guy. If I knew a priest was around, I would actually have an armed guard around my child. Right. Like, <laughs> you see, there are demons in the earth. Read Matthew, Mark's Gospel, chapter five. There are demons all over where, and Jesus cast out demons when he walked the earth. So this story comes from the Huffington Post. Pastor sexually assaulted woman while performing exorcisms. Um, well, that sounds bad, but actually, if you read this, it sounds like it's more than one woman. So then that's yeah. So yeah, no. That's if horrible. you could spread out that damage among right? many people, then I think it's it's what what is it's, that old phrase? Yeah. It's like one dead person is a tragedy, you know, a oh, thousand shit. is a statistic. So he just looking to he just looking to make it. <laughs> one dead person is a tragedy. A thousand is a comedy. Is that? How it goes? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I, this is sad. It turns out that people will manipulate other human beings and say that they're filled with spirits and then try to fill them with their own spirits. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, that's... So that's not good. Uh, he's got a biography, um, which was written on the United Spiritual Baptist Church website. He says that he's married with a vast number of spiritual children. And I guess spiritual children correlates directly to actual children produced as the result of exorcisms. <laughs> Spiritual children, that's what they're calling it now. Uh, Bishop Dr. Wayne Jones. So wait, hold on a second. Spiritual, that's what he calls it because it's made during an exorcism. What about like like when you conceive a kid on a one-night stand? Or what, is that like a bar child? Is that what that is? Like that's, what, you know, what, yeah, or a car child? <laughs> <laughs> or if you do it out in the middle of nowhere, it's a star child? Yeah, oh, like which is, is up it? against the shower wall child. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> This is my, I did a lot of crazy things in college, child. (laughs) This is my, I actually don't remember, child. (laughs) Bishop Dr. Wayne M. Jones, 
just so we don't get doctor? him confused. Right. Doctor. Bishop doctor. He's a bishop doctor. Is that like two pieces on a chessboard? Is that what that uh, is? You can move diagonally and forward. He's, yeah. he's like a queen. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want to insult the yeah. queens. Never mind. <laughs> says he's a man who believes in gratitude and because of this he always talks about how grateful he is to everyone who has touched his life in some way to get him where he is now and i found that particularly sure. surprising because he clearly uh wants to touch as many other people yeah yeah as possible yeah yeah um, demons hate it when dr wayne bishop fred Durst. jones <laughs> <laughs> gives him a rubbing that's worse than holy water. Holy semen is way worse than holy water. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more powerful. It's sure. more viscous. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You can wash off the holy water. Wakefield is not just any researcher. His 1998 study on autism and childhood vaccines literally changed the way many parents think about vaccines. The study was based on just 12 children. That's right, 12 children. But many parents desperate for answers around the world embraced Wakefield's claim that he'd found a link between autism and the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. This story also comes from the progressive secular humanist blog from Patheos. Rand Paul, parents own their children. Vaccines cause mental disorders. Um, Remember, this is a Republican presidential hopeful. Um, Rand Paul claims parents own their children. This is exactly what he said. Let me quote it. He said, I have heard straight, I have heard many tragic cases of walking, talking, normal children who wound up with profound mental disorders after vaccines. And then he says, I'm not arguing vaccines are a bad idea. I think they're a good thing, but I think the parents should have some input. The state doesn't own the children. Parents own the children. That's why when I, if I were to ever have children, I would make them work at five years old in like a sewing machine factory or something. Right. Because <laughs> I would dynamite. Because I own them. Yeah, right. dynamite. Broken glass check sure. factory. Yeah. yeah. Like a dirty syringe factory <laughs> is where a tetanus <laughs> factory. They just manufacture tetanus. <laughs> Nobody even buys it. It's just. Right. It'll keep them tough. <laughs> nobody buys it. It's like a whole fucking bucket of tetanus at the just, grocery store nobody touches. Well, the nice thing is the kids can't complain because of the lockjaw. That's <laughs> it. You're right. They just, they just mumble yeah, a lot. No talking back yeah. now, are you? Yeah. Oh, you starved to death. Uh, what did he say? He said, he said, uh, he said he's seen people after children after vaccines. Yeah. Have this. I wonder if they if they just don't understand the passage of time. So they're using that as like a, a marker in a child's life. So you're saying instead of saying my two year old, you're saying the child had his vaccine. So that's the marker because, clearly, you know, you're basically saying, well, he had his vaccine. So that must be the cause. No, it just happens to be after his vaccines that he sure. developed this thing. OK, well, great. Point to the fucking studies that show that the vaccines are the problem. Yeah. It can't do it. Up. Oh, sorry. It can't just be that it happened subsequent to. Yeah, right. Right. There, there's more than that. Otherwise, yeah. it's correlation versus causation. It'd be like yeah. saying, like, like my son just drank chocolate milk a few minutes ago. Yeah. If 20 minutes from now, you know, he falls and hits his head and be like, fucking chocolate milk makes kids fall down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not how that works. Just because one thing happens subsequent to the ingestion sure, of a fucking sure. thing doesn't make the thing cause the other thing. That's not how <laughs> things work. You're doing thinging wrong. Well, this is this is Rand Paul, but I, is his is his dad a vaccine guy? I wonder. I don't. Isn't he a doctor? Yeah, is Ron. Rand, Ron is. Oh, Ron is. Yes, Ron so, is. I don't know. Is his dad a vaccine nut? I don't know. He might be. Oh gosh, the vaccine nuts cannot become. I mean, that's, that shit's just got to stop, man. It really Vaccine does. Vaccine nuts cannot become and you know, major political. They always fucking dance around, and I think they dance around because I think all these people realize the effectiveness of vaccines, but they just don't want to lose a political base, so they fucking dance around it. Because you heard what he says here. He's like, he's, he says something like, 
I'm not arguing that vaccines are a bad idea. I think they're a good thing, but I think the parents should have some input. And you're basically saying, look, I kind of think this thing is good, but I don't want to say some shit that's going to rile up my fucking mouth-breathing base. That's going to be like, well, I ain't going to punch that ticket anymore. Go go, go get it. (laughs) So you're you're basically fucked. You have to dance this line as a politician to try to fucking placate the mouth-breathers. Right. It's like the federal government ain't going to poke my kids with no needles. Full of their fancy science medicines. <laughs> like, we are, we get all the yeah. medicine we need from the fucking catfish we go noodling for. I, I don't like, need no sassafrasin. <laughs> sassafrasin gets in your sassafrasin. Like, okay. All right. There you go. Do you vote? Are you over the age of 18 yeah. and not a felon in white? You're so short. Can you even reach the pole? You're so tiny, Yosemite Sam. How do you even get up there? Do you have to stand Wait, on something or what? It's got to be hard for all those web-fingered inbreds to punch yeah. their tickets. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, I'm serious. No, I mean, let's be no. serious. Like, you got yeah. to take a break from fucking your sister to sure. get over to the absolutely, polls. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's normally Monday through Friday. It's exhausting. So, but yeah. you got to tag in your other brother because right. you don't want to give her a break. Yeah, so. and when you travel over there, you got to go over in the pickup truck with no doors, and right? that's dangerous, right? And then who's going to watch the coon dogs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they can just run free. You don't want that to happen. Who's going to treat that raccoon? Who's going to make possum stew later? I mean, you have to make the possum stew. It's not going to make itself. Well, but let's let's be fair. It's not all just a bunch of dumbass redneck hillbillies that are going to the anti-vax. There's also like the far liberal side. Absolutely. That are super anti-vax nuts. Crazy, crunchy, weird people who are... The yeah. fucking granola nuts. Absolutely. Ugh. And that's and that's actually kind of worse because those people tend to be like pretty well educated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but obviously clearly not in science. Yeah. You know? Well, so, there's a lot of woo that those people believe though. The far left, uh the really far crazy left, that is equally crazy to the crazy conservative. Equally is. crazy. And you get it's some of these more. you get some of these people who believe in in that they'll believe in medical conspiracies there these are people who you know push forward the 911 agenda forward they they you know they there's it's rife with people who don't think you landed on the moon right. you have tons of conspiracy craziness from the other side yeah and it's 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 weird to me that that any person can think that access to google and you know playing around a little bit on the internet suddenly makes that person an expert on yeah. all scientific yeah, yeah, matters yeah. like it's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, I've got the authority to question, you know, the entire established body of medical history. Like, really? Why? Well, I, you know, look some things up. I check some shit out. Yeah. Right. I can drop a few links on a Facebook argument. Right. You know, right. here's some links you haven't looked. Like, okay, great. None of none of that. Like, you're just a lay person. Yeah. What you don't understand, like, is all of the basis of science. Like, yeah. science is a incredibly narrow and difficult uh, you know, field for people to understand when they come at it as a lay person from the outside with neither the vocabulary, the training, the education, the background. They're just like, yeah, well, I can engage this conversation with an epidemiologist. Like, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't do it. You are ill qualified for this conversation. Yeah. Shut your fucking trap. And, you know, there's there's another argument that people make when they talk about, like, how there's no recent Articles on I this? I was just engaging in this the other and day. And it's just like, fuck off. Like, the fuck, that's because the science is settled, ass fuck. Right? It's like, it's like somebody's like, well, you know, that article's from the, all these, all these uh, safety and efficacy studies are from the 60s and 70s. Yeah, you know, and then and they say that as if that's a problem. And it's like, well, yes, that is when you do them, is when the vaccines are first yeah. being introduced yeah. into the system. And then you do your safety and efficacy studies. Why would you redo them? Would you just suddenly, like, did we mutate? Yeah. Did our humans suddenly? Do I got a fucking third arm somewhere yeah. I don't know about? I wish I had an arm. Right. No. <laughs> 
All right, pinky finger, you know, whatever. I got a third (laughs) grain of rice somewhere. (laughs) Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. (laughs) Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. So this story comes from crooksandliars.com. Fox's Honig. 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 Mandatory vaccinations could lead to forced abortions. They could. They could, Cecil. What? They could. What does that even mean? What's a forced abortion? It is a... It's, is it's, that like when a SWAT team gives you an abortion? Is that what that is? <laughs> it's a Fox News myth. That's what okay. it is. It's a Fox News myth. But it starts... First of all, it starts with a vaccination. Okay. And then and then a forced abortion. And then, <laughs> what could it possibly be? Well, only Jonathan can explain. Yeah, absolute force. I mean, in vaccines, immunizations, Eric, in my opinion, should never be forced, never be required by government, even for the, you know, the so-called public good. Think about where this could lead if government gets involved in science and medicine. You know, forced sterilizations, forced abortion, forced pills, forced treatments. Government's job is to protect you from infectious diseases, however. So I think if someone has mumps, if th- someone's contagious, then they should be forcibly quarantined by government because they are a risk to the public at large. <laughs> what kind of weird logic is that? So I think I think before you enter in this, you have to not know how vaccines work. I think that's I think that's the only way to get where he got. Wow, the number of things that are wrong with that. It's a like you can have there are many diseases that you're asymptomatic but you're still contagious. So Waiting until you become symptomatic of, for a disease and then the disease is identified and then the government is notified, then the government puts you in quarantine, you've already had how long to walk around spreading fucking diseases? I mean, even if even if you bought into all right. the insane logic right. or quasi-pseudo logic that led up to that, at that point, it's the fucking cats out of the bag. You've been walking around fucking measling on everybody. Sure. When it, and since when is it public health policy to give people like forced sterilizations? Like when is that? When does that, that doesn't come into play? It's a stupid fucking argument. We're talking about public health policy. We're talking yeah. about the necessity of vaccinating every person that you can, so we keep that herd immunity as high as possible. Right. So that people who don't can't get the vaccine can fucking live and live a normal life. You, you, that's just that's just how vaccines work. You're not just like, well, we got to make sure we get as many abortions as possible so that <laughs> people our- can have kids. Or I don't even what the fuck does that even mean? Well, as liberals, we have to hit our abortion quotient. <laughs> Like we gotta hit our quota. How we're many like how many points writing, per game do you have? <laughs> we're like cops writing tickets, but we're just like writing abortion. Oh, every Pull time you over. go over one of those little things that in the road that go ding ding, a baby gets shot, shot out. out. Just, ding 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 ding. Like, the cops pull over pregnant women, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> all right, radio it in." Yeah, we got a forced abortion. That's a 293. That's a 293. Like, really? Instead of blowing in the breatharalizer, you, you get sucked in the suckalizer. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a vacuumizer. It's like a roadside Floby. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. We can't talk about this anymore. Please delete the whole show. Uh, <laughs> nuke it from orbit. So this story is just weird. It's from the raw story. 
Um, good Samaritan pastor arrested for lying to police about being shot and robbed by a black man. Okay. I love this story. I like his this, face. This fucking giant fucking croissant-headed man. <laughs> With his weird flesh-colored beard. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a fat peach crayon. <laughs> It seems reasonably obvious from the story that he shot himself oh, twice by accident. How do you show yourself twice by being this you know doughy? You're, you're sitting in the car. You're like, bang, fuck, bang, fuck. <laughs> <I> hurt so <laughs> much. Why did I do it again? And then he calls somebody because he's so embarrassed that he right. shot himself that he has to make up a story. And this, they're like, they stole my wallet. And and then they look at beside him and they're like, is that the wallet you lost? <laughs> Makes up this whole Maybe. <laughs> they robbed me of my things I still have. Because <laughs> he, he tells the police that he'd been shot after pulling over his car to help a couple who appeared to be having car trouble. Right, right. Uh, the man, of course, is black in this story. Um, interestingly, they were it was an interracial imaginary couple. So yeah, right. If you're um, gonna if you're gonna dream up a couple, you might as well go big. Right. Um, and so the, the guy evidently tried to rob him, and he, you know, uh, fought back, and you know, he gets shot twice. But it, the best part is that none of it happened. Like none of it. He just wanted to make it. He's like, I got shot myself. How can I totally look cool? That's exactly what it is. Well, it's just how do I not look like an asshole for shooting myself, right? You, how am I going to explain this to all the people I'm going to have a drink with, or talk to, or on sure. church when I'm limping around, whatever it is? How am I going to explain this to somebody? And so you got to make up a story. At least that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, it looks right. like he made up a story about, you know, fucking a band of brigands that fucking <laughs> struck out upon him and he had to pull out his falchion, defend them off, and he accidentally fucking decapitated himself. They were robbing to me and giving it to the poor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Little John attacked Little John. this quarter staff. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. They were merry, that band of misfits. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I guess the reason why we're talking about this is because he's a he's a pastor and he lied. Right. He's lying. He's blatantly lying to people. You know, and you're like, aren't you people? Aren't you people that you aren't the people that the religious people go out of their way to say are their leaders and even self-stylized leaders? Right. Right. Aren't those people supposed to be paragons of your morality? Right. right? Aren't they supposed to be someone you look to and say, hey, this is a person who we get our cues from. They they should be at least uh, at least on a level of no not breaking the major tenets of their rules and sure. lying clearly is a bad thing and then throwing the race thing in there yeah, the race thing is just creepy. it's just like he's just like Where is he how from, can I also though? make a weird p political statement Virginia well that's the I know race right thing makes sense I guess yeah, it's not surprising <laughs> it's not surprising not surprising at all you want answers I think I'm entitled you want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth so the story is just funny it comes from Times of San Diego. Um, Obama depicted as rape suspect in Fox 5 News graphic <laughs> error. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. They do an over-the-shoulder photo in this story yeah. um, of, of the news. They got the newscaster, and they do the over-the-shoulder photo, and they're talking about, like, a rape suspect not being charged. And they got a picture of Obama, and it says, no charges. No charges. And his hand's up like, like hey, what do you want yeah. from me? Oh, I didn't do it. Look. Well, you know, they should have had a picture of uh, of the woman sitting there with the rape kit and it just says thanks obama <laughs> <laughs> now to be entirely fair to fox news when asked why there was no on-air acknowledgement or apology for the error 
they said they really don't do that when it's just a small thing well, it's like just a that. tiny thing i when, mean come on what all you do is call the president of the united states a rape suspect right yeah that's a whoopsie yeah <laughs> That's a that's a technical news term. Yeah. It's called a whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here at Fox, did we accidentally impugn the president? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the black Democrat president yeah. was that an accident? Should we acknowledge? Yeah. No. <laughs> Moving on. Did he commit the rape though? <laughs> well, no charges are filed. So that's God. It's just a stick figure, like the, the Fox News, like the graphic artist, like, will you please draw them? It's just a stick figure, and then the face is colored in black. Yeah, like, that's it. and like, that's the president. They use that. <laughs> they use that when the president's talking. They animate it just so it's like <laughs> that's how they actually they dub over his uh, State of the Union address with a peanut sound, like. <laughs> <laughs> Every Asian guy is Kim Jong Il too. <laughs> Just, Everybody just, looks the same to them. They just play that Gangnam style every time. <laughs> That's a different guy. I know. <laughs> like, like you're talking about North Korea, and it's just like they just show Psy every time. It's like, ah, whatever. Uh, hunger style. <laughs> Forced labor style. <laughs> oh, no. Prison camp style. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, it's terrible. Oh, gosh, that section can't go in the fucking podcast. It's all in the podcast. So we want to thank our current patrons, Weston, Hugh, Buzz, Joe, Derek, Chris, and Cody. Thank you all so much for your generous donations. It's great that you people uh, donate to the show. It makes us feel great that people appreciate the show and donate to it. So we want to thank everybody who does that. We also want to say that um, last week I tried to post to Patreon specific Patreon only content and, uh, I wound up, there was just a problem with it, but it did get reposted. So if you got a message initially that said that there was some content there and there wasn't any content there, it did actually get posted. So there is an extra, there is like one or two extras later on, uh, that you can go ahead and download if you're a patron. So, uh, go check it out if you get a chance. And we thank you very much. The, uh, the, the patron money helps, uh, ply us full of pizza. Yeah. And fill Cecil's car with gas when yeah. he needs to drive the si- <laughs> exactly. fucking 60 miles round trip exactly. to get to Glory yeah. Hole Studios. Uh, we got a message, um, and this is from this is from Danny. And Danny just wanted to talk to us a little bit about, uh, about the concept of marriage and whether or not marriage should be a right and should we call it marriage and civil unions. Yeah, and, and so Danny said that uh, he believes that Marriage is not a religious right or a privilege. It should never be considered as such, even if it is for the semantics of it. Um, relating to his own marriage, he said they got married not out of practical reasons, um, nor to get married because we felt like we needed to. We got married because we wanted to celebrate our love by committing to each other in a ceremony that was made to celebrate love. And I, for one, would not have been pleased if I had been told that the traditional way was not open to us because of my lack of religious beliefs. Um, and there were, there were many other points that were made, but I kind of want to focus on that because I think that there's a distinction. You can go – so Cecil and I were arguing in an episode or two ago that, that you could get a civil union as a secular couple. <clears throat> go get a civil union. It bestows upon you all the rights and privileges that marriage bestows upon you, which here in the States are very important. Um, those, are, those are really significant. So whether or not that's the impetus for your marriage, it's still something that um, you have a right to as a couple – if you so choose to pursue. 
Um, and then there's just because you don't have a religious ceremony doesn't mean that you can't have a celebration and you can call it whatever the fuck you want. The thing is that because the state doesn't call it marriage doesn't mean you can't call it a marriage, right? You can call it whatever the fuck you want. The religious shit's all made up anyway. Yeah. The the point is the point is that um, the state itself, the state should not be in the business of deciding what marriage is and what marriage isn't. The state should be in the business of deciding who gets access to what privileges yeah. and rights. Yeah. That at, at at that point, the state is out of it. Yeah. And then it becomes a personal decision and a social decision. Yeah. So whatever you want to do. And right. and I I think I really do think it's a semantics argument. I think I think that there's not. We we can't argue about whether or not the religious get it or we don't. And you said something in your in your email about how the religious shouldn't have this option to lord it over us to say I got a marriage and you didn't and yours is worth less. Think about this: if someone were to say that to you, would it change anything about right. you with your partner? Would it make you feel like it's less? It certainly would make me feel less if I happen to get a civil union and somebody's like, "Well, yours is worth less." Well, I don't think so. Yeah. I think mine is worth just as much as yours. I don't care what you think. As long as I have the same rights as somebody else, I don't care what they think. So to me, yep. it doesn't it doesn't bother me that it's that that if there is a different name for it, it doesn't it doesn't change how I feel about my wife. It's like when people say like, "Oh, you got an iPhone? Yeah, you should get it." It's like, well, then don't get one. If you yeah. don't like it, don't get the thing. It's yeah. like you use a Mac. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that shit only matters if you worry about what other people think of your choices. Right. We got a message from Max, and Max says, I've been listening to your podcast, studying your words, and taking notes for a long time. Although you are normal humans, you seem to... Uh, you seem dedicated to your fight for civil rights for people of all genders, race, color, sexual orientation, and nationality, yet you seem to ignore us, the plights of my people. The purifiers, friends of humanity, and other hate groups have been speaking ill of us in the media, attacking us and marginalizing us. And, uh, and he also says, the attack on Genosha led to millions of our lives being taken by militant zealots. And I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I think the mutants, they need to make sure they are represented. And I actually call my penis Professor X. So I'm with you. I'm with you on this. He's bald, he's little, and he's kind of handicapped. So I think that it totally matches. I think it's, that's, a great, that's a great analogy. <laughs> I, I actually refer to mine as Wolverine because oh. although occasionally he will wilt, yeah. back he will come <laughs> to he will rise again. I thought you were talking about the hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> it's barbed like a duck's. <laughs> it's like a twirly one that just explodes out of there. And it makes a snicked sound when you it does. You know somebody's it. gonna yeah. send us an email like a duck's penis is actually curly Q, not a barb. Like, yeah. That's a pig's penis. We're gonna get that. <laughs> we're gonna we get gonna that get, email. We're gonna get it, I recognize. Uh, Tom, we got an interesting message from David in Kentucky about uh, about suggesting they take books off a shelf in a bookstore. Yeah, so David said, I just had a disagreement with the Secular Student Alliance at UK, at least on their Facebook. I made a post asking people to call a local bookstore and ask if they pull Melanie's Marvelous Measles, an anti-vax propaganda book aimed at kids. I got a lot of opposition, somewhat surprisingly, consisting mostly of slippery slopes about how all curtailing of freedom of speech is bad and personal liberty and so on. Mostly a bunch of arguments that both sides deserve a forum. I tried to explain that I said nothing about legal action, instead simply suggested consumer action, but that didn't seem to get through. It had the personal liberty at all costs conviction of a 20-something. Am I way off base here? Uh, no, I don't think you're off base. I think it's entirely within your, with entirely within your rights to call a private company as a private consumer and ask nicely that they do something. And they're entirely within their rights to tell you to go pound sand if that's yeah. what they want you yeah, to do. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, we get to vote with our feet. We get to vote with our dollars. We Absolutely. get to vote with our voices. Absolutely. 
what you can't do, what would be inappropriate to me is if, you know, the government stepped in sure. and pulled that book. Sure. I would actually fight that. I think government should not be telling us what books we have access to or don't have access to. As a consumer, you have a right to politely ask that they not carry something. If they tell you to go fuck yourself, well, then you hang up the phone and move on with your life. Sure. That's it. There's nothing wrong with asking nicely. Yeah. And, you know, the other the other option is if, if, if people aren't responsive to taking it off the shelves, then you, what needs to happen is, is there needs to be a either a book or some sort of website or something dedicated to debunking this this piece of, of literature, whatever right. it is. There needs to be some set rules that somebody goes through and just debunks the thing start to finish and works their way through it. And there's plenty of qualified individuals to do that. And then, you know, then you have a way in which to go on websites and other places and social media and say, when somebody quotes this book or points to this book as a good book, you could just point them to the rebuttal of this book sure. so there's ways in which to combat it so i think that you know if they say no there's other ways to do it too and i think that there's plenty of ways to get the correct information out there about vaccines you know what you could do is you could create a pseudonym that's just a like a letter or two different than the original author so that your book gets shelved next to it and call it you yeah. know measles are mostly miserable yeah and write a book that debunks it yeah. so it'll get shelved at the bookstore next to melanie's marvelous measles yep and then that that's one way to actually get the book Literally side by sure. side with the bullshit. Sure. And then you, but the, you can't put that on your CV then. So that's a big deal. I, I know. I put like catcher in the rye on. <laughs> Nobody checks that shit. Tom, we got a message from Chris and Chris uh, said a, uh, sent a message to us and was talking about our, I mean, we did do this. We, we really kind of fucked up about Idaho. We really, yeah. I think, messed up. We forgot some things. Um, first of all, he says the potato joke is really old. I mean, you're forgetting some of the other things we're really well known for, too, like computer tech parts manufacturing and neo-Nazis. So, yeah, I, it, I, really sorry we forgot about your neo-Nazis. He says it doesn't matter if you're a Nazi. She. She, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a it's a name that is both genders. So they said it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) if you're a Nazi in northern Idaho or a bigoted religious nut in southern Idaho. You can't deny that what Idaho is really all about. Hate and fear mongering, (laughs) not just potatoes. No kidding. Right. Get it fucking straight for crying out loud. We tend to focus, admittedly, on the starchy delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever whenever there's an opportunity to talk about like. Hate crimes or starch. We always go for <laughs> go the starch. starch. Yeah. That's what I order off the menu. I never order the hate crimes. No, it's I don't want to fill up on hate crimes. <laughs> we got a we got a message about the polio vaccine, which may, I don't know if this is true because I, 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 we do literally no research for the show. So I don't know if this is actually true. But uh, someone by the name of Cora said, hey, guys, love the show. Just wanted to let you know that you cannot get polio from the polio vaccine as they use a dead virus in the vaccine. There is absolutely zero percent chance to contract polio from the vaccine. Anyway, thanks for all you do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suspect you're probably right. Uh, what I think Pat was talking about, though, when he was talking about that, was probably maybe an older polio vaccine that right. might be that they could have. I don't know if you've always couldn't get polio from the vaccine. I don't know where that came from. So it might not, yeah. might be that he might not be he might not be telling a lie just to, or a story just to tell a story yeah. to make a point. It, it's just that was the past. You yeah. know what I mean? Like his right. experiences happened so long ago. They're outside of recorded right. history. And, and justifiably so, pointing this out is, is, is good because I think he used that point to rebut the fact that vaccines aren't safe. Yeah. And I think that that I think that's a justifiable point. If they don't cause polio now and there's no way they can, that's a shitty thing to say because some people might not vaccinate their kid based on that terrible information. It's true. It's true. 
There's a possibility we're going to be on another podcast this upcoming week. Uh, there's a podcast called Relevant Nonsense that wanted to in- interview us. Uh, right now we're scheduled, so we're hopefully we're going to be on their podcast. We'll post the show notes in the uh, when that show posts, and we'll keep you updated on it. We wanted to thank Adrian, by the way. Uh, he says, love the glory, oh, love the glory hole, cognitive dissonance, and the Quiznos demon. And he, he gave us a very large contribution to our PayPal, which you can find on uh, dissonancepod.com. It's right on the right-hand side. Uh, we want to thank him for his donation. Uh, you know, we thank everybody every week, all the, all the patron donors, but, you know, the people who send in the individual donations, we want to thank them, too. So thank you very much for sending in your donation. Someone asked about buttons that we sell, and I think we had mentioned buttons a while back, but I don't think we ever created a button. I don't think we did either. It, I don't remember. I'm certain them. that we didn't. I don't have one. I don't remember them. So I would give them away if we had some. I just don't think we do. Yeah. I, maybe I could contact our our guy at Indie Merch and see if they can create buttons. The thing is, though, that I think with buttons you have to buy them in like pretty large numbers, yeah, like that's significant true. lots. That's true. I don't think that they'll do individual but what we could we might be able to do maybe we can do it we'll see if we have time between now and and reason con we might be able to buy like 100 or 200 buttons and walk down and hand them out but we'd have 99 to 98 left we'd have a lot left but we could give them out on the flight so that's true yeah no you can't bring buttons on an airplane probably you're probably right you're probably right (laughs) we had a message from david and david said i'm a new listener and been introduced to your podcast via skeptics with a k I am a British guy and enjoy Skeptics with a K because of the humor and the down-to-earth nature of the host. A few weeks ago, I heard them read an email from a listener that was critical of their use of swear words. They made no apologies for using a full range of the vocabulary. Good for fucking them. Yeah, Way absolutely. to go. And, and, I, and I've heard them say that many times. Like, fucking, you don't fucking like it. Listen so long, bro. Else. Yeah. yeah. And, and, he, and he says, but they mentioned in their reply... We do we do swear a lot, but nothing like those blokes over at cognitive dissonance. I love that we're the fucking bar. We're the level right. that right. people go to. They're like, if you can somehow crawl under this podcast, yes. you have failed utterly. Yeah. Yeah. We are the primordial soup <laughs> is really how it's all things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. David from Kentucky sent in another email. David said, hey. Uh, there's a, a point about vaccines that we we glossed over. Right, we missed. We just missed. So, um, when we were talking about vaccines, we were talking about immunocompromised people, allergic people. We were talking about kids um, as being susceptible groups of people that that, that couldn't receive uh, vaccinations and so had to rely on herd immunity. But the reality is too that, and David is kind to point this out. Um, this is not the whole story. Vaccine effectiveness plots to a bell curve, which leads an outlying percentage of the population for which the vaccine doesn't confer any immunity. And for a number of biological reasons, this percentage of the population is forced to rely on the herd immunity as well. And worse, they have to do so unknowingly. There is no practical way of testing for immunity that I know of aside from uh, exposing that person to the disease in question. Um, so thank you, David. That's an interesting point. So we are all relying on it, even those of us who are vaccinated. Um, and and I will say also, just as a personal aside, I actually got the MMR vaccine for the first time in my life yesterday, as a matter of fact, yesterday morning. I was allergic to eggs when I was a boy, so it was uh, incubated in eggs, and so I wasn't able to get the MMR. Um, but, you know, I mean, money where your mouth is, right? Yeah, so go get it. I went out and got it. Trouble is, I did develop autism. So I spent I spent time rocking back and forth. Sure, yeah. Did, how many toothpicks are there? There's 122 toothpicks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we wanted to mention Jennifer sent us a message and said, just heard that you fuckers are going to NC. We're in NC. I live in Virginia, but I'd hang out with you guys for a bit uh, if it's within driving distance. I don't know if Hickory is. It's probably on the bottom of the state, so probably not in your driving distance. But we are going to be in Hickory, North Carolina, 
very soon in April uh, for ReasonCon. And we're going to be down there for the entire weekend. And we're going to be hanging out and just chilling with all kinds of other podcasters that are going to be down there. And actually, Cecil, I will point out that I found a reason to be excited. Another one about ReasonCon. And that's that I was recently reading a list of uh, some of the best um, small beer cities in America. Asheville, North Carolina, one hour from Hickory, I looked it up. It was named the number one best small beer city in America. Really? So, yeah. So there actually might be uh, something worthwhile there to drink. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in going to ReasonCon, go to ReasonNC.com. Uh, that's where you can find about all the uh, uh, find out about all the tickets. It happens to be happening, I think, the exact same weekend of QED. It's April 25th, 2015. Uh, it's going to be in Hickory, North Carolina, and you can find out all the details about ReasonCon, like I said, at ReasonNC.com. Uh, we're going to be there. Scathing Atheist is going to be there. Barroom Atheist is going to be there. Uh, it looks like Dogma Debate with David Smalley is going to be there. My Book of Mormon with David Michael is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of people yeah, there. it's going to be fun. Uh, no Religion Required is going to be there. I mean, you know, you just start naming off all these people that are going to be there, and there's a lot of people. So it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to go down there and have a blast. So if you want to come hang out with us, go to ReasonCon, uh, find us at the bar, and we'll buy you a drink. And if you don't want to hang out with us, Cecil just rattle off a list of much better people to hang out yeah, with. More fun, more intelligent, right. better looking. Well, people that will take up less seats in the bar. That's the thing. We yeah. each need our own booth. We really do. That's the problem. That's it for this show. Yes, it is. We're going to leave them, like we always do, with... The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy healing, water downward spiral, brain dead pan sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death in Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques, and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>